This is a Voice in the Wilderness podcast channel. I will get into the topic of today's episode a little later. But first, I did a episode today, my first episode of today, and I neglected a couple of points. Now, before I forget, um, one thing it would really help people who consider themselves to be true Catholics slash set of a contest, because maybe some Vatican II types listen to these, is what St. John said, I'm sorry, St. John of the Cross said, and what he said was, at least this is the quote I've heard, that when we go for our judgment, we will not be judged by our our deeds. And what he meant by our deeds is um, our deeds that are meant for God. In other words, if let's let's just say you start a monastery somewhere and your monastery grows to the point where you have let's just say 200 monks at this monastery and then you have several satellite monasteries or convents doesn't matter with, let's just say, around 50 people each. Or, let's just say, you perform heroic mortifications. I mean, you take cold showers. You you eat literally a, a small bowl of vegetables that is completely not seasoned or let's just say you're gifted with the gift of performing miracles. Well, that's a bad example because those are saints. Um, but let's just say you have a, you have a very uh, charismatic personality and you, you bring in 50 people into your local Sedvacantus church. He's talking about those kind of deeds. He said, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be judged by that. What he said was, is you're going to be judged by your charity. Now, for those of you who may not have listened to the previous episodes I've done, when I say the word charity, it means love of God and love of neighbor. Loving your neighbor as much as you love God. And 
That is what he meant. And it would just, if you're, if you're intending on being serious about your spiritual life, that and humility would be probably the two things that you should probably, um, if, if you do a spiritual inventory and you're weak in those two things, you should humbly beg and beseech our Lord and his blessed mother and the saints for those two virtues. But, and actually this is going to kind of lead into my main topic for today. But before I do that, I want to first ask our blessed Lord and our his blessed mother's forgiveness for not doing this on the first uh, the first episode of the day today and acknowledging the blessings and the graces that they have showered me with I mean um When I got off of work yesterday, I literally was just tired, exhausted, worn out physically, mentally, and spiritually. And when I went to sleep, I was thinking, okay, I've got two days off, but I don't, I I haven't been graced with any topics. And over the course of today, they just showered me with these blessings and graces. And I want to thank them humbly and contritely from the bottom of my heart for these for these blessings and graces. Because my intent is to be the perfect instrument of their will as I possibly can make myself. One last thing before I get into the topic. Um, We had Mass today, and my priest was giving me a ride home, and I told him that quote that I just quoted from St. John of the Cross. I think it was that quote. Might have, yeah, no, I, I apologize. I, I quoted St. Francis of Assisi, but I did not quote the quote from St. John of the Cross. But in any regard, um, it's, I, I'm going to stop at that point because it's, what I'm about ready to talk about is going to cover this. So, the topic for today's episode is going to be about baby steps in the spiritual life. Now, before we do this, as usual, I'm going to do my prayer of dedication. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. All that I am, all that I have, 
all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, Amen. Now, I started my spiritual journey a little over a year ago, and when you start the spiritual life, well, it's going to depend on the person. Me personally... Um, when I get the bit in my teeth, I want to run. I, I wanted, you know, as soon as I started it, the, the spiritual life, I wanted to be a saint like yesterday, even though I'd read enough and listened enough to spiritual material to know that it does happen occasionally that somebody will get made into a saint instantaneously. But anybody who's ever read this, the story of the saints knows that um, it generally is a process. And part of my overambition was the fact that um, that God is God. If he, if it was his will, as I speak right now, I could become a saintly, pick your saint, <laughs> pick your saint. I could be as saintly as they are. But because I was immature spiritually and very, well, still am to a certain degree, very ignorant. Um, I didn't realize that part of our part of our sojourn on Earth is to expiate. And for those of you who don't know, expiate means expiate means it's it's a very fancy Catholic term that we have to pay a price for the venial and mortal sins that we've committed while we're here on earth. And a lot of people don't understand, and when I say people, I'm talking set of a contest in particular, don't understand that um, when, we, when we suffer here on earth, that helps take time away from purgatory. And this is just an observation I have. Take it for what it's worth. I'm not claiming any infallible knowledge that this is correct, but my impression is, is some of the torments that the saints suffered while on earth because... Number one, it helped them to become a saint. But number two, if you do become a saint while you're on earth, you go straight to heaven. 
The whole purpose of purgatory is for a person like myself to be, you know, to get rid of the venial sins, Lord willing, I won't die with any mortal sins on my soul, and to make, to prepare us to be saints in heaven. But the actual uh, earthly saints, their sufferings and trials that they went through Number one, help them to become saints, which help them to skip purgatory. Because any person who's a serious Catholic should understand, purgatory, the only difference between hell and purgatory is, is that purgatory is for a set amount of time determined by our Lord. Once we get through that, we go to heaven. Hell, on the other hand, is eternal. It goes on for eternity. There's no get-out-of-jail-free card. You know, um, if you die in a state of mortal sin, you're going to go to hell for eternity. The reason why I say there's... I, I made this distinction is because the fires of purgatory, from what I've read and heard, are every bit as hot as the fires of hell. And just as painful. Now, Without getting too deep into this, because this topic is about um, baby steps in the spiritual life, um, I've heard it said that there have been there have been saints who have written or I'm, I'm not sure they might've been doctors or fathers of the churches, but it has been said that there are some souls who willingly jump into purgatory because they realize number one, they can't get into heaven with the sin, even the venial sins they have in them. But number two, they love God and the blessed mother so much that they wouldn't dare show themselves in front of them with any spot, wrinkle, or blemish of sin. And that's, that's a very important concept to grasp. And for those of you who may be more naturally minded, just imagine that, oh, I don't know. Pick, it could be something as mundane as having a party at your house with friends and relatives for a very special occasion or meeting a person that you really admire. I mean, really admire. And for those of you who are naturally minded, just think of whoever you really admire. Now, 
in the case of a party, would you want to have a party with your loved ones and friends in a dirty house serving garbage food um, in your worst, you know, in your sweats, you haven't even showered in days? Or would you make yourself, your house, and your refreshments as best as you could to please them? And the same thing applies, let's just say you're meeting somebody you really admire. Do you go up to them and act like they're just a, a regular Joe off the street? You know, um... Do you not dress up for the occasion? Do you not make sure that you're on your best behavior before you meet these people? Of course you do. And you know you do. Now, to get on to the topic at hand, as I said when I started this journey last year, um, I, I get the bit in my teeth. Impetuosity is one of my biggest, I don't know if impetuosity is necessarily a sin or a fault, but either way, impetuosity is one of my greatest failings. And so, um, and by the way, when you start the spiritual life, even even if God grants you the graces of you know pure holiness, you're it's still to to your dying day, it's still gonna be a struggle. There the saints while they were on earth were struggling mightily against themselves to the day of their death. And like anything else, spiritual maturity is like physical maturity. If you don't expect your toddler to get up and run a marathon, why would you expect yourself to be as saintly as, oh, I don't know, St. Catherine of Siena, St. Alphonsus Liguri, um, St. Augustine, um, St. Teresa of Avila, why would you expect that? But part of taking baby steps is making things digestible. Digestible and simple. Now, St. Therese of the Infant Jesus, to you Vatican II types, you would know her as St. Therese of Lisieux. Um, she, and by the way, she, she wasn't the only saint who stressed this particular virtue. She's just as far as I'm aware, the most recent saint who stressed simplicity 
not just in the spiritual life, but in life in general, but especially in the spiritual life. Simplicity is the key. It is literally the key. So, and while I'm talking about this particular topic, bear in mind that it's a process. Like anything else, let's just say you have a particular devotion you start off with. A certain prayer, um, a, 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 a certain saint, prayers to that saint, or uh, a more a novena or a particular devotion. Well, you start off with that, but as you grow a little more spiritually mature, you find the Lord or His Blessed Mother, or one of the saints for that matter, leads you to a different devotion. You don't, you don't stick to the same... I mean, unless... In, in that particular devotion holds a special place in your heart. But what I'm trying to say is, is that while you're growing in the spiritual life, taking um, changing devotions or prayers or novenas, there's nothing wrong with that. Because that's part of divine providence. And for those of you who may be new to my podcast channels, when you start the spiritual life, you take this for what it's worth. Uh, I, I guess a lot of people, for whatever reason, don't understand this. Without understanding divine providence, Unless you receive a singular grace from our Lord and our Lady, you're not going to advance in the spiritual life. And what I mean by this is, is if you do not understand that everything that's ever happened, everything that's happening now, and everything that ever will happen is all been you know, God is allowing this to happen, not because he's a sadist, but because it's necessary for your salvation. You're not going to go anywhere. And I'll speak for myself. Once I learned, and you never stop learning, <laughs> oh, I mean, if, if you're on the right track, you should never stop learning. Once I learned, though, that um, God's will be done, then the things of this world become less important. And the more that you turn yourself over to divine providence the more you learn to have faith, trust, and confidence in God and His Blessed Mother. Without those things, 
like I said, you're not going to go far. But um, simplicity is the key. Um, I try. I try to keep my spiritual life. My practices within it as simple as I can. Now, everybody is an individual, and as I never get tired of saying, God deals with us as individuals. So, what necessarily my experiences are not going to be your experiences, just like St. Teresa of Avila's experiences were not the same experiences of St. Louis de Montfort, whose experiences may not have been the same as St. Padre Pio. It just, you know, God deals with us as individuals. But, um, we want to keep, uh, you should try to keep your, um, your, your spiritual practice is as simple as you can. And that means if your devotion, if all you're capable of doing is kissing the image of our Blessed Mother or our Lord or His crucifix, and that's all you're capable of, Lord willing, you know, you'll grow. Just do that. Just do that much. If all you're capable is thanking, you know, even if your gratitude may not be as, as nice as you may want to, just thank our Lord and His Blessed Mother with as much sincerity as you can muster. In my experience, once again, take it for what it's worth, your sincerity and your purity of intentions are what count. Now, I've said in earlier episodes because our natures are corrupted, and they are, you're going to have garbage going on inside your soul that you probably may be unaware of. But that's the purpose of the spiritual life, is so that you may grow in wisdom and discernment and root out those sins with, obviously, the help of our Blessed Mother and our Lord and the saints in heaven. But thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus. As I said, impetuosity is one of my um, sin, fall, I'm not sure, but another one of my sins or faults is I'm very impatient by nature. 
I'm very impatient. And I want it, you know, I, if there's something that I want to get done, I want it done yesterday. I'm not content to sit and wait on anything. Now, obviously, when it comes to divine providence, if you're sincere about that particular aspect, you're going to realize very soon your dust, what you want, how you want, it doesn't matter. Dust has no rights. Dust has no claim. Dust has no authority. Dust does what the Lord wants it to do. And for me, that means one of the crosses I need to bear, many crosses, is patience. Not just in my spiritual life, but most importantly with my fellow human beings. Um, now, if anybody is a regular listener to either one of my two podcast channels, they're going to have a hearty chuckle at what I just said because they're going to say, well, you talk about that, yet you sound like a man deranged when you talk about people with faults of lukewarmness or lack of devotion or heretics, schismatics, or those who do literal damage to the image of the one true Catholic Church. And what I would have to say is guilty is charged. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm going to go even further and say that I've excused the, um, these outbursts by saying I am zealous. And I am. That's, that's, that's a true statement of fact. I am zealous. I don't know how this is particularly going to work out. But for those of you who want to point out what this seeming contradiction in my words, I would like to point out to you, if you are a regular listener, the fact that I've often said that I am guilty of a lot of the things that I talk about, either presently or in my past. But unlike a lot of people, I am making a sincere and honest effort to for piety and devotion, which means if the Lord wants me to be zealous, I mean, he does. He wants all of us to be zealous. But what I mean is he will grant me the grace and I have every confidence and hope that he, him and his blessed mother will do this that I will be more, I'm trying to think of the proper 
proper uh, wordage here. I guess the best way I can put it is, is that my zealousness will come out when it's necessary. Not necessarily when I feel particularly outraged. And once again, when I say outraged, I'm just saying my sense of propriety. And let me assure you, my sense of propriety only extends toward the heavenly kingdom, our Lord, his mother, and the saints, and the one true Catholic church. Everything else, the, the very human desire to be treated fairly, to be treated with respect, to... Uh, those two will do for right now to to die to those very human desires because I, I've said it before I'll say it again nobody on this earth is going to get that even the politicians and the celebrities that have the artificial adulation of the masses, those people will turn on them on a dime. And for those of you who have been in the world know exactly what I'm talking about. One day, a person will be the talk of the town, the toast of the town, and then when the powers that be get tired of them or they no longer have any use, they will bring them down lower than the most despised person on the earth. So... If you're indeed in serious about your faith and the spiritual practices that are contained in it, learn to die to yourself. And once again, I'm not excluding myself from this. And in case I need to make it clear, I don't excuse myself from anything I've ever talked about in any of my episodes And I'm very upfront. I'm very upfront about my weaknesses and shortcomings. Because um, I don't like hypocrisy any more than anyone else does. I don't like um, deception any more than anyone else does. But especially in myself. And not to put a fine point on it, too fine a point on it, I'm going to say this. Outside of my Lord, his mother, and the saints, I am my own worst critic. 
Now, obviously, because my will is corrupted and damaged, um, there's a lot of garbage in my soul that has not been dealt with that's still hiding under the surface. But I am bound and determined. I, I'm not, um, not going to stop until I die. Until I'm, I am literally what my Lord and His Blessed Mother wants me to be. But anyway, this is not my confession time. This is about baby steps in the spiritual life. If reading is a particular bugaboo, and apparently it is, uh, on my Pinterest account, I've got several pins on several spiritual books that I've found useful. And as far as I can tell, I don't think maybe once or twice those pins have been downloaded to another person's account. But for the most part, those books and and the liturgical music that I have on my Pinterest account have been untouched. Actually, there's quite a bit of material on my Pinterest account that has been untouched. But people are people. And God's will is what it is. So if it's meant to be, people will start perusing those areas more often. But if reading is a bugaboo, Find something. Find something that's agreeable to you. Because, once again, with the baby steps, you're not going to read the Summa Theologica by uh, St. Thomas Aquinas gain instant understanding and be able to discern that thing. So start with something, by the way, these are just suggestions. We all must come to God in our own way and in our own time. But try something simple. If Mother Mary is a particular, your particular devoted to our Blessed Mother, pick a, pick a 50-page books, book and maybe read a paragraph a day, just a paragraph. If the, uh, if the Holy Bible is something that you enjoy, read... Read a paragraph, just a paragraph, not the entire chapter, a paragraph. Um, if the lives of the saints, um, if you're able to afford Butler's Lives of the Saints, you could buy the set and just read one saint a day. For those of you who lack the money, because these are not cheap, 
you uh, in my uh, in a few of my previous episodes, I've recommended a website where you can download his. Actually, you can download. They've got a literal list of everything that you need that's pre-Vatican II Catholic. Download one of his volumes and read a saint a day. If spiritual writing is what you're interested in, pick a particular uh, topic in the spiritual life you're interested in. Mental prayer. Um... The Rosary, Divine Providence, Leading a Devout and Pious Life, and just reading a paragraph. My, I know that I, I took like two or three minutes to give examples. The key is start small. Think big, start small. Think big, start small. And... This old American cliche used to annoy me, but recently I've become to understand the wisdom in it. And that is the journey starts with the first step. Now, obviously, in our journey and our walk with Christ, I'll, I'll speak for myself. For myself, I tend to take one step forward, two steps back, two steps forward, three steps back, and so on and so forth. So, but you need to at least take the first step. You know, you can make excuses, you can blame everybody under the sun but yourself, but at the end of the day, you have to take that first step. So keep keep it simple. If there are two or three prayers that you really like, um, say those prayers. Now, this is just my advice. Take it for what it's worth. If you're not praying the rosary, And if you don't feel ready to pray the rosary, at some point or another, and maybe you you might need to ask for Our Lady or Our Lord's help, but you're going to have to start praying the rosary. The rosary is, it's a beautiful sacramental slash devotional because There are so many graces and blessings that are bound in that. And in my humble opinion, the rosary is our Blessed Mother's best gift that she ever gave to mankind. And too many people either take it for granted or they don't even do it. But eventually you want to try to do the rosary. And once again, let's just say you are doing the rosary. Now, a lot of the saints say you should try to do the rosary once a day. 
Um, St. Louis de Montfort said that doing the rosary once a day is a sign of predestination. Um, I'm not going to argue with the saint. However, people are people. People are individuals. If you're new to the rosary, my advice is do one decade as often as you can. Start with one decade and just like being a weightlifter or a marathon running runner, add a second, a third, a fourth, a fifth. And do that, do one rosary as often as you are able until you get to the point where you can do one rosary a day. And don't let St. Louis de Montfort's uh, saying of uh, rosary a day as a sign of predestination. Our mother is a, they, they call her the mother of mercy for a reason. If you can't do a rosary every day, she's not going to tell her son, hey, throw this jackass in hell because he didn't do my rosary every day. Okay? Just in the spiritual life, the best advice, well, I, I will, once again, I will say what my experience is. You um, you can only do the best that you can do with what you've been given. And then after that, you've got to put your trust, confidence, faith, and hope in our Lord and our Lady. You know, saints of God too, of course. But the... the Obviously, the two heavy hitters in heaven are our blessed mother and her son. Do the best you can with what you've been given. Trust. That's, that's why I stress in my, in my two podcasts, the... The virtues, the theological virtues. Because once you learn to trust our mother and our Lord implicitly, and I absolutely mean implicitly, to the point where you just, you do what you do, and as far as you're concerned, our Lord and our Lady can sort everything else out. You will fear nothing. You will absolutely be fearless. Both spiritually and physically. Because once you've learned to trust our Blessed Mother and our Lord implicitly, then... Nobody can threaten you with anything. And I absolutely mean anything. Now, I know that there are some people who may listen to this who may have families. And obviously, you love your family and don't want anything bad to happen. 
once you learn to trust our Lord and our Lady, you will realize that if if they if they have to die to keep the faith, they're they're in no better hands than our Lord and our Lady. They are absolutely in no better hands. And you'll also come to realize this earth is just uh, it's it's a it's, it's a basic training. Um. It's a basic training base. And those of you who've been in the military understand what I'm saying implicitly. Basic training, depending on the military, is lasts for either a short duration or an intermediate duration, but it eventually ends. So will our time on earth. Anyhow, I've, I've spoken against the carnal and worldly mindset. But those of you who consider yourself true Catholics, for love of their all is holy, please bear this in mind. That what I just said. You need to quit worrying about what's going on in the world and your carnality. And you need to worry about pleasing our Lord and our Lady. Um, but keep it simple. And when I say simple too, I'm talking about our thinking as well. There's a, one of our greatest faults as moderns. It depends on the people, but... One of the greatest faults that some people have is they got to know everything. They got to be poking their nose. I just got to know everything. I got to know why. Once again, if you truly are sincere about divine providence, once you get into core teaching of divine providence, you don't need to know the why. Because the why is God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that includes you. So the whys don't matter. What matters is God's will be done. And it's really that simple. You need... We need as human beings, or as I say, as true Catholics, to keep our thinking not only simple but clear. If, and I don't care if it's a Sedevacantus bishop, says anything that's overly complicated, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Don't worry about it. That's my advice. Don't worry about it. Don't cudgel your brain. Let it up to divine providence. God and the Blessed Mother have your back. But don't... Some people... I'm going to rephrase this. 
a lot of people make things more complicated than they have to be. And they do. It's, it's our curse as being moderns. We make things more complicated. Life is really simple. I'll, I'll speak in for myself. For me, life is really simple. It really is. It boils down to doing God's will and his blessed mother's will. Everything else I don't worry about. Once you learn that simplicity of living, simplicity in your spiritual life, and simplicity of thinking, you're going to find a great deal of peace. Take it for what it's worth. Before I close out on this, I was actually going to do this as a separate episode, but I decided since I am talking about simple uh, keeping your spiritual life simple, taking baby steps. I don't know if I've covered this in either one of my uh, podcast channels, but if I haven't, do it now. There is a tendency that at least amongst Sedvacanta circles, that they have a set date for saying the prayer of consecration to the Blessed Mother. And there's a set date for doing the consecration to the Sacred Heart of our Lord, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. There's a set date. And... I'm I'm trying not to make a rash judgment here because I don't know these people personally. And because people are individuals, maybe some people do it that way and other people do it differently. When I first started out, I took these two devotions as my cornerstone. And whilst I'm at it, thank you, Mother Mary and Lord Jesus, especially Mother Mary, If you really want closer, this is my advice, take it for what it's worth. If you really want closer union with our Lord, I'm going to state this flatly. And I don't care if anyone, I I don't care who it is who contradicts me. It could be every set of a contest bishop on this planet. I will fight them tooth and nail. The only way you're going to get closer to our blessed Lord is through his mother. There's no other way. To think otherwise is to be guilty of the heresy of Jansenism, which is just uh, a fancy word of uh, Calvinism for Catholics or people who think they're Catholics. There is no other way. And I... Like I said, I will brook no dissension. I will brook no argument. I, I, if, I, I, I don't care if I get locked away in a cell. A dark, cold cell for the rest of my life. Natural life, that is. I will say this because what I'm saying has ample evidence. You cannot reach our Lord. Now we'll make one caveat, barring a singular grace from our Lord. 
without going through his blessed mother. And it could be no other way. He loves her above all else. He loves them more than his than his uh, most favorite saint. He loves her above all else. And when I first started this journey, I took these two devotions. The reasons why are not important. I took these two devotions because some, let, let's just call a shovel a shovel because my Lord and my lady led me to those two, two devotions. Now, am I saying that Everybody who practices these two devotions are going to become super saints? No, we're all individuals. But when I'm just speaking from my own experience. And I, I, I'm sorry, I kind of got sidetracked. My original point was that some people do the, the act of the prayer of consecration to our, uh, our Lady's Immaculate Heart and our Lord's Sacred Heart on the days appointed. My attitude was, well, if that works for other people, that works. I'm going to do it every day. Now, once again, I'm just talking from my own experience. You, you're your own individual. It may take a different path. But I would, I would just recommend, because I don't consider myself any kind of uh, teacher, or for that matter, a uh, good example but I would recommend um, trying to do the prayer of consecration to both every day. And if those two prayers are your only two prayers of the day, you could do a lot worse. And for that matter, if you have a particular devotion to our mother, and you love her immaculate heart, do that prayer. If you have a particular devotion to Jesus, do that devotion to his sacred heart and um, consecrate to yourself to his heart every day. But to me, it just makes sense to do both. Because without devotion to our mother, you're not going to be completely united to our Lord and vice versa. And by the way, I have it on good spiritual authority. <laughs> and I literally mean this. There's an actual prayer that says to both of your hearts, which are one in the same. 
And that prayer was written by St. John Eudes. For those of you who are unaware, Google his name and you'll understand. But as far as I'm concerned, him and St. Louis de Montfort are two of the best authorities on the Sacred Heart of our Lord and his, uh, his Mother's Immaculate Heart. So, that's what I wanted to end with, was just a recommendation. You know, um, I'll close with this closing statement. What have you got to lose at this point? Literally, what do you have to lose? You know, just give it a try. So, this ran a lot longer than I had anticipated. But then again, I did go off on a 15-minute tangent. So, but at any rate, I said what needed to be said. So, I would like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. I pray for everyone. Once again, you need to accept God's grace when it is offered to you. You may not get a second chance. Tomorrow's not promised. Take it for what it's worth. I do care for y'all. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.